This morning's scripture reading will be coming from Proverbs chapter 23, verses 22 through 26. Proverbs chapter 23, verses 22 through 26. Listen to your father who begot you, and do not despise your mother when she is old. Buy the truth and do not sell it. Also wisdom and instruction and understanding. The father of the righteous will greatly rejoice, and he who begets a wise child will delight in him. Let your father and your mother be glad, and let her who bore you rejoice. My son, give me your heart, and let your eyes observe my ways. Wish all our mothers a happy Mother's Day. It's good to see a good number here, and it's good to see a good number of the family here to support their mother as well. God give us Christian homes. It's a desire that we have. It's one that's not always easily achieved. Many of us may not have come out of a Christian home. But there is a responsibility and an obligation that is to be considered. A godly woman is worthy of honor and respect. The proverb recognizes that some children do not honorably respect their mother or their fathers. We go to God's word to find out what it is that he would have us to do. We find out oftentimes that the lessons we learn, the teachings that we gather from the scriptures, may not always have an application in every family situation, but it does have an application in the life that we live in a way that we can encourage others along the way to do the things that would be pleasing in the sight of God. read once about a man who was talking about the influence of his mother that she had on him, and he said his mom has taught him a lot of things about life. She taught him about religion. You'd better pray that that comes out of the carpet. She taught him about medicine. If you do not stop crossing your eyes, they're going to freeze that way. She taught him about contortionism. Will you look all that, on all that dirt on the back of your neck? And she taught him about genetics. You're just like your father. The book of Proverbs tells us that mothers have much to teach us about life. Proverbs 1 and verse 8. Listen, my son, to your father's instructions, and do not forsake your mother's teachings. Concepts that we need to realize that what we learn is because we've been taught and prayerfully in the right way. Proverbs 6 and verse 20. My son, keep your father's commands, and do not forsake your mother's teachings. Even a king would learn 
lessons from his mother in Proverbs 31 and verse 1. King Lemuel, the oracle of his mother, had taught him what needed to be done. Quickly looking through scriptures, we can, of course, find many examples of godly women and godly mothers and a trust that they had in God above. Think about Sarah for a moment. Think about one who had sought a child and then when Isaac came, she would watch Abraham and Isaac leave as Abraham was going to offer his son. The faith that she had, Peter would remind us in 1 Peter 3 and verse 6, to the women you are daughters of Sarah. If you do what is right, and give, do not give way to fear. Hard concept at times. Doing what is right and not giving way to fear. It's a trust that we have in God that God is actually aware of the life that we're living and the things that we do. You can look at Jochebed, the mother of Moses. She knew the Pharaoh's command to kill every Israelite boy. And she hid her son as long as she could, then set him adrift on the river and watched, and had his sister watch him. But she was a woman who expected God to protect her son. It was the mother who trusted God with the life of her child. Circumstances may not be what we would want, and oftentimes are not. Very seldom does everything go according to, as planned, without there being difficulties in life. But the confidence that a parent, a mother, and the father, but the mother, can instill in a child, can see them through many difficulties that may not have been otherwise been possible. Think about Hannah, who was childless and wept before God. Promised that if God gave her a son, she would give him back to the Lord. And God answered her prayer. She named him Samuel. And he would become one of the great prophets of the Old Testament. What they have in common is that they all prayed to God for children. They all trusted God to protect their children. And they all taught their children about God. Why would it be that when Moses was older, he would choose to identify with his people. Where did he learn that? If not from his mother who helped to bring him up. They all gave their children to God. 
for God to use them for his purpose. That's hard to do. Sometimes we see it in nature and we find it hard to apply it in life at times. For those of you who watch birds and some of them have cameras on different ones, when the birds are hatched and after a period of time they reach the point when uh, mother decides it's time for them to leave the nest and pushes them out. And then there may have been times when some parents have wanted to push them out. But it comes with a time to say, I raised you for God to be God's child and to be of service to Him. Fulfill that task. So what comes down to each of it, is it not? God has a purpose for us. Ours is to find out what it is and do what it is that God would have us to do. We have to teach the things that God wants us to know. Think about 2 Timothy 1 and verse 5. Paul talking to Timothy, I've been reminded of your sincere faith, which first dwelt, lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice. And I am persuaded that now lives in you also. You think about the faith that Eunice and Lois had. You think about the faith of Eunice, first of all. Go back and think about it. In that time frame, in a Jewish tradition, in a Jewish society, the desire to bring your children up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord Watching Lois being the mother with Eunice, then you think about Eunice marrying outside the faith, marrying a Greek. But not losing her faith in God. Where did she get that faith except from her mother. Timothy had a sincere faith. You think about the two of them watching Timothy grow. You think about the two of them being mindful of the fact that Timothy had not been able to follow the teachings of the Jewish law. And yet for him to have a sincere faith in God. Later on it would be told that Timothy had learned the scriptures been schooled in the scriptures and later on out of concern or ability to work with those of a Jewish background Timothy would be circumcised but he wasn't as a boy 
wasn't able to follow all those teachings. But the fact that he was taught, circumstances are not always what we want them to be. If everything would just fall into place, everything would be fine. And then you have children. And everything does not fall into place. Everything falls, but usually it doesn't fall into place. But to have a trust in God, and this teaching that is given by God to fathers and to mothers, to teach their children the commandments of the Lord. Sometimes, again, life is not always as we would wish it to be. Sometimes we have parents that are not always what we thought they should be. But we're always given both Old and New Testament a responsibility and an obligation to honor your mother and your father. And he doesn't say honor your mother and your father only if they do what's right. He simply says honor them. Sometimes it comes down to us. Honor your mother and your father. Who is he talking to? Talking to children, is he not? It's reminding children that your parents may not always been what they may have should have been. But that doesn't relieve you of your obligation. Why do you honor your parents? Because God said to. not based upon the individual. It's based upon the relationship with God. Because God said to. Whatever it is that God has commanded is for our good. It is in the home that we learn so much about society. We learn so much about relationships learn so much about interactions with one another. It is in the home that we set interpersonal relationships. And oftentimes if you see problems in society, they can go back to the home. And oftentimes it goes back where they're not what they're supposed to be. So because my parents are not what they're supposed to be, that relieves me of any obligation towards them. No. And who knows whether you may be the vessel that God has chosen to influence those who are not where they ought to be. It's interesting life to watch and to observe and challenging to live because each one is so different and every relationship is so different 
in a lot of different ways. But it is important to God. And that's the factor that we consider. You do this because God said to do this. You do this in a way that would be pleasing to God. I know none of you have obeyed your parents down through time with a discussion going on under your breath, out of earshot of your parents. I'll do it, but I don't want to do it. And I'm doing it just because I don't want the consequence of not doing it. But I'm not happy in doing it. Can we transfer that to God? If God says to do it, are you going to murmur under your breath to God? Well, I don't think I ought to. They don't deserve it. You don't know what they've done to me. You don't know how they did, what they did and so on and so forth. God knows. But God says there's a life that you need to live. There's an attitude that you need to develop. There are characteristics that you need to have in your life. To be a reflection of your Creator who loves you and who loves you and who loves your parents. Regardless of who they are and what they've done, He has also sent His Son to die for them. That they could learn one day the truth and one day obey one day become that child of God. The scriptures remind us, as we talk so many times in Proverbs and elsewhere, these, these lessons that we learn will see us through life. And they will help us in situations that are not always perfect. But in situations where God's will is always perfect, and always is what God would have us to do. In Proverbs 30, verses 11 through 14, there are those who curse their father and do not bless their mothers. Those who are pure in their own eyes and yet are not clean, cleansed in their faith. Those whose eyes are so haughty, whose glances are so disdainful, whose teeth are swords, and whose jaws are set with knives to devour the poor from the earth, the needy from among mankind. There are those who are not perfect. But there are always those who can change. why God sent his son, is it not? Is that not why God sent his son to this earth? That any individual upon the face of this earth, at any given time, under any given circumstance, can learn of the love of God and make a change in their life.
It's what each one of us is asking God to do with us, is it not? We've been rebellious. We've been disrespectful. We've been haughty. Been unkind. Unforgiving with one another. Misuse our authority. Misuse our position. And yet there comes a time when we're asking God to forgive us. Are we willing to do that with another? Not always easy to forgive. Sometimes in the right in our own eyes, we want to set the terms. We want to set the conditions. Peter asked that of Jesus one time. How many times should I forgive my brother? Up to seven times? More than the law required? More than beyond that? Jesus said, no. I do not tell you up to seven times. I tell you up to 70 times seven. How often do we forgive? And in forgiveness, how often do we do what the Lord does with us? Their sins and their iniquities, I remember no more, says the Lord. Hebrews 10, verse 17. How often do we forgive and remember no more? Oh, but I remember. I remember the scars. I remember the the feelings. I remember the emotions. I'm asking God to forgive me. Am I not willing to do it to another? I'm setting myself above. And it may be time, maybe years. The anger, the hurt that remains in the heart slowly destroys the heart, destroys the person. I've known individuals, Christians to be, or Christians should be, in response to other Christians. Make the comment. Every time I see that person, my stomach just churns on the inside. A Christian to a Christian. Where is the love of God? Where is the forgiveness that God grants? And for others, is it not the same attitude that Jesus would express from the cross? Father, forgive them. They don't know what they do. They, don't, they do not know what they're doing. They do not know the damage that they're doing to themselves and to others. Help them to see your love for them what you have in store for them if they make that change within their life.
Are we willing to do the things that God would have us to do? Being a mother is not easy. It is rewarding. And sometimes we forget the sacrifices that they make. But have never seen it as a sacrifice. It's simply love. This is what love does. We can see it in our lives and the lives of those around us and we need to see it in the life of God, what he has for us. He made that sacrifice. But it was because of love. And so it was never really what we would call that sacrifice. He did not think equality with God a thing to be grasped, but was willing to empty himself. That's a sacrifice. No, that's love. Because he loved us. He gave his son. He desires us to learn from him and be his children. And I don't think there's a mother here this morning that says, this is a special Mother's Day. Because every day is Mother's Day. But we do respect you. We do honor you. We are grateful for you. Never underestimate your influence. Never underestimate the faith that you instill in your children of how one day it can and will bear fruit for the glory of God. You're blessed. We're blessed. We're honored by your presence. We're honored to be in the presence of God. Seriously consider the song that we've sung. God, give us Christian homes. Help us to be who we ought to be. Help us to live in such a way that others can see what it's, what it's like and what it means to have Christian's home to have Christian homes. But it does begin with that invitation song. Have you been to Jesus for his cleansing power? You can only be a Christian by being in Christ. That comes through the acknowledging that your sins separate you from God, that Jesus is the Savior, that as you repent of those sins, confess them, are buried in a watery grave of baptism to be raised to walk a new life. You can be that child of the living God. And as you desire to be that Christian, to know without a moment's hesitation, Christ is with you and God is with you as you walk each step of the way. But if you need to make a change in your life to become a Christian or to renew that life in Christ, 
if we could assist you, if we could help you in any way, that indeed we bid you to come as together we stand and sing.